once a person came to Chanakya Pandit and he told, see, I've got some very fantastic news about this person. So Chanakya told, he was very eager to share. Hold on, hold on. Okay. So this news which you have got, is that something good about the other person? So he tells, well, uh, no, it's not good about that person. Okay. Are you sure that it is true? He told, well, I am not sure. Uh, it may not be true. <laughs> okay, you are not sure. Then Chanakya asked, is this news beneficial for me? So he told, uh, it may not be beneficial for you. Then Chanakya told, then there is no time to hear such news. So this was his litmus test, whether to hear something about third person or not. So that is called gossip. Gossip means people are very fond of criticizing others, speaking, making some statements which may not be true and which are not beneficial at all, simply gossip. And that gossip has taken the form of media, newspapers in which we are wasting one hour, two hours, some people every day. And in those two hours, you can chant 16 rounds. You can read Bhagavad Gita. You can liberate yourself and make your life successful. So it is difficult to find time to read the scriptures, but for reading news and for other things, we are able to take out time because we are very, very interested in gossip. So Chanakya Pandit, in this way, he was able to filter. Very principled man, very sharp moralist. If something is not good about other person, if it is not beneficial for us and it may not be true, what is the point in hearing that? Similarly, when we are new in spiritual life, we may get confused by some statements. You know, many atheists, they will make very logical statement, very logical, because Krishna tells, Ye prapadyante tam bhajamiham. As a person surrenders, so do I reciprocate. In the way a devotee wishes to act in relationship with God, God reciprocates. Bird has some desire. Krishna sanctions, gives the intelligence to bird how to have that desire, how to fulfill that desire. Is it not amazing? Krishna has created the object to fulfill the desires of all the species and Krishna has given unique instincts also by which they can trace the objects of satisfaction or desire. Bird wants to make nest, how to find straws to make nest, how to combine them together, bird has got knowledge. How to produce offsprings, how to take care of the eggs, how to do hatching, how to go and sit rightly over them, bird has got knowledge. Pig wants to eat stool, where to find stool, how to do pig has got knowledge. If we eat stool, it is septic, it is very harmful for our body, but for pig's body, it is very healthy. So the body has been designed in a way so those species who desire eating stool and nasty things, anything and everything, you get the body of a pig. And the pig's internal system is so nice, you eat stool and you become very fat and healthy by eating that. So in this way, God is fulfilling everyone's desires. So beautifully, it is mentioned in the scriptures. Dhatuf prasadan mahimanam atmanaha. 
the smaller than the smallest anuraniyan and mahatomahiyan the infinite soul both are sitting in the heart nihito guhayam guhayam is heart some people the soul lives here but no scriptures are not telling so scriptures are telling guhayam guhayam is heart tam akratu pashyati vitu shoko and then these two birds are there so this bird is sometimes eating sitting in the body sometimes eating the fruit of lamentation sometimes that of jubilation but this bird is always dissatisfied hopping from this branch to another branch and then one more bird which always keeps company with this bird so the fruit eating bird is ourselves the jivatma and the observing bird that is paramatma who is also there with this other bird so the other bird paramatma is not at all interested in enjoying the pleasures of this body the paramatma is just watching when will this bird turn its face towards me then only it will be satisfied till then it keeps on sanctioning fulfilling the desires facilitating the desires of the other bird so in this way if a person wants to act in an unfavorable relationship with lord he wishes to become atheist then krishna creates situation by which a person can believe god does not exist or even when he incarnates he may think of him as some powerful man as a magician but not god just like many many leelas are there of krishna when krishna takes birth krishna appeared in 400 form immediately wish child takes birth in 400 form and that too with helmet earrings and everything was there all his paraphernalia and then mother yashoda she told oh god please come in 200 form to bewilder the atheists and krishna granted her request also because she understands the purpose of lord krishna comes here to save his devotees and to bewilder the atheists also because the atheist wishes to remain bewildered and uh, when krishna is leaving his uh, leaving this planet or disappearing from this planet then again he does another leela he had killed so many people very very powerful people single handedly even when he was very small he killed putna trinavarta many other big big powerful yogis demoniac yogis but when krishna is disappearing from this planet he dies he appears to have died like an ordinary mortal some very powerless hunter shot an arrow simple arrow on the foot of krishna and krishna left his body so it is again to bewilder the atheists krishna has so created all the bodies so many bodies it is not that krishna has died he has left one body which appears like krishna so this moshal leela all these pastimes are mentioned in the bhagavatam so there is wonderful shloka also in which purana i am forgetting as of now padma purana or samada purana so it mentions that why in scriptures apparent contradictions and these things are present so that is also to bewilder the atheists so some people uh, by reading scriptures also uh, they would remain bewildered because the scriptures are also written in such a manner at the same time scriptures are also written in a manner that a person can approach absolute truth so if we read scriptures with the help of spiritual master as krishna advised in bhagavad gita previous chapter pranipatain pariprashnen sevaya with humility with surrender you render service then a person will be able to understand the vedas and become tatvadarshi and if you approach directly or some person who has given his own interpretation then a person will end up only in bewilderment so the screams scriptures that is god's creation his 
incarnation will uh, give clarity confidence faith knowledge to the devotees and the same incarnation will bewilder the atheists also the same vedas will uh, enlighten a person the same vedas will put a person into ignorance also so this is how god's creation is so wonderful so some people some uh, atheists are so strongly willing to deny the existence of krishna that krishna gives them all the logic from the heart how to deny his existence and if a person has just begun his spiritual life they can confuse him very very expertly and he may lose his spiritual life so today we will understand uh, how krishna gives a litmus test before getting bewildered just try to see whether the person is having some intelligence or not if a madman is giving some logic then who is interested in the logic of a madman similarly before getting affected bewildered or before even beginning to read somebody's book or watching somebody's videos or instructions you should be able to have this litmus test whether this man is intelligent or not if he is intelligent so let us go ahead and analyze if he is unintelligent then we should save our time like chanakya pandit saved the time so let us read today's shlokas in this context okay hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so you can see the bhagavad gita on the screen we are doing chapter 5th today we will see verse number 22nd before that a quick recap of what we did in previous sessions so in the last class we understood what are the symptoms of a person who is liberated we all want freedom when people think that oh so many rules and regulations i do not want to follow they should realize already we are following rules and regulations now see for last many months uh, people are forced to sit inside so already some rules are there forces are there people are forced to wear masks in a similar fashion we will be conditioned by so many happenings changes of this world but if we follow simple rules and regulations of these scriptures then a person gets liberated from all such upheavals so aim of life is liberation what are the symptoms of a person who is liberated that we discussed in the previous session na prahrishyet priyam prapya liberation means he is not at all affected he is free if he gets something pleasant he does not become very elated and if he loses something he does not become very agitated and how to reach such a platform that also we understood so this platform is possible when a person is able to enjoy spiritual bliss within the heart just like we notice some people who get so much absorbed especially we find in colleges or even school kids they are so much absorbed in playing the computer game entire night they would not sleep they would not eat fan ac is running not running it is hot it is cold they are unaffected practically for many many hours sometimes up to 15 20 or 30 hours they keep on playing or even longer than that some people for many days keep on playing 
so why they are so much absorbed that they are not at all affected by what is happening outside my body is demanding some food they are unaware my skin is demanding some something they are unaware because they are completely absorbed in the mind similarly shri prabhupad gives the example of uh, the great communist leader i think stalin it was uh, he was supposed to undergo some surgery of the intestine or stomach so he underwent surgery without any anesthesia told not required he was so much absorbed in spreading the thoughts of communism that it would not affect him so when a person is so much absorbed at mental level that he surpasses transcends physical sufferings what to speak of spiritual level so when a person is enjoying the spiritual happiness brahma yoga yuktatma such a person will he can remain undisturbed from the external changes around us so unless a person has this spiritual bliss he is behaving on a spiritual platform bliss is required for a person so when he is absorbed on spiritual platform then he is totally unaffected by mental or physical sufferings and how this bliss is possible that also we saw secret of spiritual bliss that is only possible by engaging in the service of pure devotee spiritual master without any reservation when a person surrenders completely means follows instructions as it is of a pure devotee spiritual master who is enjoying similar bliss in his heart he also gets awakened to that bliss otherwise it is not possible okay prabhu we will enjoy spiritual bliss also but let us enjoy some material bliss what is the harm spirit inside also we will enjoy outside also we will enjoy so answer is given by lord krishna in this shloka that we will see now verse number 22 very important shloka uh this shloka we use a lot in our session especially jigyasa sessions the art of happiness lord krishna tells to arjuna yehi sansparsh jabhoga dukha yonaya evate adyantavantah kaunteya nate shuramate budhah so lord krishna is telling arjuna please read carefully an intelligent person does not take part in the sources of misery which are due to contact with the material senses o son of kunti such pleasures have a beginning and an end so the wise man does not delight in them again lord krishna is telling very important concept if any person is there why he would delight himself in any activity which is going to give birth to miseries later on so now the entire training that everybody has in today's world is to enjoy the happiness that is derived by contact of senses with the sense objects sansparshaja bhoga so lord krishna is telling an intelligent person budhaha the word buddha has come from budha it means intelligent so an intelligent person lord buddha was very intelligent so when he went out he saw because already the uh astrologer at the time of birth of lord buddha he predicted that either this person would become a great king or a great renunciant so when a person renounces the world in search of absolute truth when he realizes there are there are so many miseries here so the king arranged buddha should not see any misery 
so what are the miseries here greatest miseries are disease death old age so lord buddha was never allowed to go outside the palace premises and the king made sure anybody whom buddha comes across he should not be old should not be diseased so lord buddha when he was uh, a prince he never saw any old man he never saw any diseased man he never came across something called death but when he grew up and a grown up person you cannot how long can you control him when he went out he saw all these people disease he was shocked my god disease this, this can happen to me also death this will happen to me also old age i will be like this but oh, this world is so horrible then he went to find out truth what is this world all about who has created this disease old age death birth what is this thing and immediately left so that is called buddha wise intelligent so an intelligent person does not nateshu ramate ramate means to enjoy to take delight an intelligent person he does not take part in the sources of misery what is the source of misery which are due to contact with the material senses we think contact of sense object with the senses material senses is source of pleasure let me put gulp down all the coffee morning to evening let me have all the nice fast foods and all other or any regular food let me enjoy my tongue very nicely let me enjoy my eyes very nicely so in this way we think this is the sources of pleasure and all the earning all the hard work everything is there to satisfy the body to put senses in contact with the sense objects but krishna is telling here they are actually the sources of misery dukha yonaya evate yonaya means yoni means source dukha means misery so this kind of happiness which obviously you get flickering happiness for a short while this is the source of all miseries in your life sharir avidya jal jode indriya tahekal this body is called network of illusion as we have discussed in the past some bodies think stool is tasty some bodies think halwa is tasty but ultimately these experiences are only because of body so this body is network of illusion when a person thinks i am this body he is illusion thinking this thing is good another thing is good this thing is bad or like that but actually lord krishna explains that these are the sources of misery bhakti vinod thakur explains jade indriya tahe kal these senses are compared to death only because of enjoyment of these senses a person is dying life after life o son of kunti such pleasures have a beginning and an end so the wise man does not delight in them so yes definitely there is some pleasure but these pleasures have a beginning and an end and we are eternal when we are supposed to enter a house uh, or rent a house here we are signing an agreement in which lock in period is mentioned what is lock in period at least this much i'll be allowed to stay you cannot throw me out suppose a person is not willing to sign lock in and we are living in that place and he says any time i will come and i will throw you out in the middle of the day in the middle of the night any day suddenly i'll throw you out so shall we take the place we will not take it and even if we are we have taken somehow or the other we will be very much willing to find a place where we have some stability there is some lock in period some agreement in place 
So this is how we are living in this material world. Any moment we can be kicked out. <clears throat> so because we are eternal, a wise man very clearly he can understand that I am eternal. I am not changing. My body is changing. Each and every cell of the body has changed after a few years. But does the mother say, "Oh, you are just two percent, my son"? <clears throat> Sorry, you are just two percent, my son. Ninety-eight percent of the body is, or hundred percent of the body is changed. You are no longer my son. No, even though every cell of the body has changed, mother still tells, "Oh, you are my daughter. You are my son." She identifies us as hundred percent the same son or daughter, same child. Even though the body has completely changed. so we are not the body we are consciousness body we keep on changing bodily organs are very well transplanted now with the help of medical science the blood is also transfused very easily the air inside the body we breathe in breathe out every moment we are not the bones not the blood not the air we are the consciousness within this body i am observing the changes of the body so i am eternal but the body is changing so if i am eternal why should i uh, take part in something temporary so much hard work for something temporary so that is why an intelligent person does not take part in the source of misery so here krishna is giving a litmus test for intelligence any intelligent person will not take part in sense enjoyment sense gratification which is the source of all misery in one's life this people do not realize the more they want to enjoy the senses the more they will become depressed and harassed in their life that is why the celebrities become very very depressed no restrictions so much of money they want to enjoy unlimitedly the more you enjoy enjoy the more depressed you will become in this world so we have discussed many many times before <clears throat> but it is always good to have this foundation very very clear so why this uh, sense enjoyment is not good because lord krishna will tell in the verses to come it is addictive in nature any kind of addiction is not good addiction means i never want it in the first place but if i start using it i cannot live without it and i want it in greater amounts with every single use people were not watching cricket cricket was brought by the britishers <clears throat> so much money they were saving but now people cannot live without cricket so much time so much money they would spend 10000 rupees for a stadium seat they would go and spend so much time they will they will spend so this is called anartha this is called addiction i cannot live without watching it although i never desired it in the first place i somehow came in contact and got hooked on to it similarly drugs similarly drinking and similarly the food that we eat similarly the things that we watch similarly the people whom we live with we simply become addicted and addiction is not good addiction is never satisfying it gives just temporary relief and it bites all the more and then you satisfy the biting also increases kandu yane na karyore va dukha dukha so in this way a person people go to ccd to enjoy coffee they think they'll, they'll get relieved but the owner of ccd could not get any relief he could have drank unlimited coffees he was making unlimited coffee but no relief so this is why it is simply an addiction you have some material status you got some good marks now poor fellow maya has made fool of you entire life you have to work hard to prove yourself every week you have to work hard to prove yourself in every weekly test you have got some name fame status in the business world entire life you have to work hard to maintain that status now 
you'll be pushed to work very very hard and anyway you will never be satisfied by whatever level you attain in life because next week there is another examination and anywhere you don't perform immediately there is distress so the same thing which is giving you happiness that gives you distress that is another nature of material world the same sun in winters is good the same sun in summers is hot the same sun will give happiness the on birth the same sun will give distress on his premature death so in material world happiness and distress are two parts of the same coin and another very important thing is you can enjoy only in small quantity like that of a salt so i've explained in jigyasa sessions so those who are new can hear it's very interesting so once a person went to a restaurant and in restaurant the food was served to him and uh, some of the salt was less so he was suggested oh put little salt in the food and the food will become very very tasty and he told oh really he put little salt and the food became tasty so he applies logic oh if little salt i have put the food has become so tasty let me put entire jar of salt in it and the food will become very very tasty so this is foolishness salt just to that extent if it is less you cannot enjoy it is little more you cannot enjoy just a pinch of it you can enjoy in your food in a similar fashion material enjoyment we can enjoy only in just a pinch of it as much as is required for keeping the body and soul together the food which is required just to keep yourself fit the soul should somehow remain in the body then that much food that quantity you can enjoy but the moment you indulge yourself in luxury the amount of sleep required to maintain body and soul together you can enjoy the moment you indulge in luxury immediately distress begins sexual pleasure if it is required to create new bodies body and soul together then krishna tells dharma viruddho bhuteshu kamo asmi bhartarshava i am that pleasure but the moment we use it for sensual enjoyment then immediately misery begins so material world is addictive material enjoyments are addictive we want to increase but we cannot increase only in a pinch we can enjoy the moment we increase it spoils our life so anyway in many many more other ways any intelligent person wise man can understand sense gratification is an act of foolish people we see all those people who have done enough sense gratification in life enough name fame success they have got they also have faced tremendous depression and dissatisfaction for the least so if anybody is atheistic arguments he is putting forth so you ask him okay you will not follow spiritual life you will not find absolute truth you will not engage in loving service of krishna then what else you will do in life sense enjoyment that anyway has not satisfied anybody it is simply another form of addiction so then that is called foolishness so that is why any person who is sense gratifier krishna has declared here he is not an intelligent person because he understands this is the source of my misery so at least a person who is living in a very very controlled way very very simple life that person would be happy happy means he would not be affected by the material afflictions material miseries and when he engages in loving service of god he gets positive happiness but at least he should understand that these are the sources of misery this is called common sense so buddhism lord buddha when he came he gave common sense religion 
at least this much you can understand that material activities are leading to misery so stop the material activities at least so those people were so dull he could not teach them spiritual activities but this anybody can understand because we all have done material activity and we understand it never satisfies us it makes us work hard entire life all the more and bring so much misery to our life so any person who is indulging in sense gratification he is a foolish person he could be a very big scientist could be eloquent speaker could be giving many many logics but if his aim of life is to enjoy the senses then he is foolish so that is why so some of you share this with me prabhu please watch this video what is your take about it please do this thing please read this thing this is the argument please identify the source first of all that person if he is not doing this thing what he is doing in life he is simply doing sense enjoyment and he is foolish he is a madman so what is the use of listening to a madman prabhu patels pagle ki na bole chagle ki na khaye a goat will eat anything and similarly a madman would speak anything so what is the use of listening and analyzing the talks of a madman so as soon as a person we find that he has made sense enjoyment as the only aim of life enjoyment of mind or these external five senses then that person is not intelligent then any statement anything he makes we should not waste our time like chanakya pandit and we should first of all that is why in the next shloka lord krishna explains shaknoti haiva yashodhum prakshareer vimokshanat kamakrododbhavam vegam sayuktasa sukhi naraha before giving up this present body if one is able to tolerate the urges of the material senses and check the force of desire and anger he is a yogi and is happy in this world so lord krishna is telling if one is able to tolerate the urges of material senses and check the force of desire and anger before giving up this present body then he is a yogi and he is happy in this world shri prabhupada explains if one wants to make steady progress on the path of self realization he must try to control the forces of material senses there are the forces of talk we all want to talk a lot forces of anger forces of the mind forces of the stomach forces of the genitals and forces of the tongue one who is able to control the forces of all these different senses and the mind is called goswami people many times you will find people using this title goswami as their surname so this uh, simply by keeping title you don't become goswami go means senses and swami means controller person who has controlled his senses so a person who can control the forces of talk whenever he wishes he would talk For whatever he wishes he would talk forces of anger whenever he desires he will use anger in the service of god lord hanuman arjun otherwise he would not use it forces of the mind forces of stomach forces of genitals and forces of tongue one who is able to control these vegas or forces he is called goswami such goswamis live strictly controlled lives and forgo altogether the forces of the senses material desires when unsatiated generate anger so some people tell prabhu please tell me how to come out of anger so all the anger is because of material desires which are not satiated not satisfied why we become angry we have some desire i should get this respect or honor 
desire of five senses or mind which is called sixth sense so my mind desires so give me this respect somebody doesn't give me respect i become angry i want this task should be accomplished doesn't get accomplished i don't i get dissatisfied and i become angry so it is only because of material desires that anger is produced when they are not satisfied and then mind eyes and chest become agitated therefore one must practice to control them before one gives up this material body so if before giving up material body person is able to control the forces of desire material desires and anger then he will not take up another material body one who can do this is understood to be self realized so who can do this tomorrow we can do this no we have to become self realized sayogi by this sayogi can be identified a self realized soul can be identified one who is able to control these forces of the body vacho vegam manasa krodh vegam the forces of genitals tongue mind anger thus one must practice to control them before one gives up this material body one who can do this do this is understood to be self realized and is thus happy in the state of self realization it is the duty of the transcendentalist to try strenuously to control desire and anger so will it be easy to control it no strenuous effort is required practice is required just like you build your physical muscles you need lot of practice people gym a lot to develop strength eat certain kind of food to develop muscles in a similar fashion certain kind of food food which is offered to krishna prasadam is required to give us spiritual strength build our spiritual muscles and thus with those spiritual muscles there are no spiritual muscles in that sense spiritual strength even a person advances in that then he is able to control these forces of mind and body anger and desire so strenuous endeavor is required yatantashtra dridavrata with great determination a person has to stick to the rules and regulations given by the spiritual master that is called sadhana bhakti so simply uh, a very unsystematic unplanned and undisciplined life cannot lead us to self realization strengthening the soul for strengthening body you need discipline discipline in waking sleeping eating exercise in a similar fashion spiritual exercise spiritual eating spiritual routine is required to build spiritual strength then lord krishna mentions yo anta sukho antararamas tatha antarjyotire vayah sayogi brahma nirvanam brahma bhuto adigachati one whose happiness is within who is active within who rejoices within and is illumined within is actually perfect mystic he is liberated in the supreme and ultimately he attains the supreme so as we discussed before he does not enjoy outside in the sense objects he is enjoying within god is living within the heart and within his heart he is always meditating 24 hours and he is completely enjoying a different kind of happiness with this meditation and such a person he is liberated a person who can enjoy the happiness within not everybody can enjoy that happiness but one who can do that he is liberated and ultimately by practicing that increasing his meditation on the supreme lord in the heart by chanting his holy names he attains the supreme labhate brahma nirvanam rishayakshin kalmashah chinna dvaydhaya tatmana sarvabhuta hiteratah 
Now, how it is attained, it is mentioned here. Will a person sit in the corner so Arjuna can leave his chariot, sit down and think uh, of Supreme Lord within the heart? So here it is told, Labante Brahma Nirvanam, the Brahma Nirvana. Liberation in the Supreme is achieved. How? Rishayakshina Kalmasha, one who is always, one who is beyond duality and doubt, whose mind is engaged within, who is always busy working for the welfare of all sentient beings and who is free from all sins, achieves liberation in the Supreme. So the dualities, something is good and something is bad. Somebody is friend, somebody is enemy. Uh, this is family and this is not family. Duality, these two existences, mine, this belongs to me, this belongs to somebody else. So these dualities are existing only when a person is in illusion. He is not liberated. The doubts exist only when a person is conditioned by this body. But a person who is free from all sins, sins means breaking the laws of nature, as I've explained, four regulative principles, meat, eating, intoxication, gambling, and illicit sex. These are the foundation of all sins. So when a person is not sinful, he's following all the rules and regulations very, very nicely. Then such a person is able to come out of doubts. As long as a person is not free from the sins, then doubts will exist. So by strenuously following the rules and regulations, a person goes beyond duality. Uh, a person is not having any doubt and a person is Sarva Bhuta Hite Rataha. He is always busy working for the welfare of sentient beings. And such a person achieves liberation in the Supreme. So many times you will find Krishna will again repeat this thing in the 12th chapter and other places also. Sarva Bhuta Hite Rataha, Sarva Bhuta Hite Rataha. All the living entities are suffering, not that some people belong to me, I belong to everyone, everyone belongs to me, because we are all eternally connected to God. We are part and parcels of Krishna. So all the living entities, they are suffering here only because of ignorance of Krishna consciousness. So that is why a living entity is engaged always in the service of the other living entities. And what is the meaning of service of other living entities? What kind of Bhagavad Gita Arjuna understood? Krishna is telling you serve others. And Arjuna by understanding Bhagavad Gita, agreeing that Krishna, yes, I will follow. He killed all the other so many crores of people. Krishna is telling you should engage in welfare and you are killing them. That means killing is also a kind of welfare. Arjuna agreed to follow Bhagavad Gita. Krishna will not speak Bhagavad Gita to somebody who will not follow. So, Welfare also means killing at times. Nowadays, capital punishment uh, is being abolished slowly. People think, oh, let, let us have some mercy upon the soul. One mistake has happened in anger, in a fit of rage. He killed somebody. Why should we kill him? So let us give him some punishment. Some reformation can happen and then he can continue. They don't realize laws of nature are if you don't uh, give him capital punishment, kill him in this life, the murderer will be killed uh, many times and will have very, very horrible situation in the next life. This concept is not known. That is why capital punishment was mercy by the king to the murderer. So that is why killing also can be welfare at times. And the best welfare activity is the welfare of the soul because we are not the body and we are not the mind. So spreading Krishna consciousness, uh, taking a person beyond the clutches and control of mind and body, it is a real welfare activity. And that in one word is called preaching, spreading this message of Krishna.
so we have to engage ourselves in controlling the senses not indulge in material sense gratification engage in the service of pure devotee by sarvabhuta hite rata spreading this message to everybody that is called real welfare work and when a person is in this manner engaged in real welfare work then he is able to attain brahm nirvanam rachati he is able to attain liberation so please do not get confused sense gratification does not make any sense and if a person is making that as the aim of life do not get confused by any of the statements that he makes and all the people of this world are engaged in sense gratification thus we don't give much credit to anybody any statement so do not worry only when you find some person is completely control the senses do lend your ear to hear his words